From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write video game music. I'm Emily Reese. Composer Winifred Phillips wrote award-winning music for the game Little Big Planet 3. She combines a style of music from hundreds of years ago with her own singing voice. That makes her music as playful and fun as the game itself. In this episode, she talks about her music and her new book. Well, thank you so much for carving some time out of your schedule and talking with me today. It is nice to finally connect with you. Oh, this is my pleasure. So recently, you got some attention and an award for one of the pieces you wrote for Little Big Planet. And I, I want to ask you about that in particular in just a moment. But first, can you talk to me about your involvement with Little Big Planet and the work you've done with them over the years? Yes, I've been fortunate that I've been able to do quite a few projects with um, Sony Computer Entertainment Europe for the Little Big Planet franchise. I started with them uh, for Little Big Planet 2, um, and each one of the Little Big Planet games is uh, composed by a team of composers who are assembled by Sony Europe, and we all get a chance to compose our own tracks that are incorporated into each game. So that's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a conglomeration of a lot of different creative ideas and sensibilities, and it all comes together to feel very eclectic, and it goes in with the artistic direction of the Little Big Planet franchise, that sense of patchwork fun and lots of ideas coming together. It's such a fun franchise. I've I love playing all the games. Everyone who ever sees the games, even if they're not gamers, they seem to fall in love with this franchise, which is unique. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate about it, and you touched on this, is the fact that there are numerous composers, but somehow that world still has a signature sound. Can you talk about that? I think that really we owe a lot to the creative minds at uh, Sony Europe and the various developers that have created games within the Little Big Planet franchise for that sense of a unified creative vision for the music of their of their franchise of their games they do a wonderful job at embracing difference and combining different musical elements together. A lot of the music that's original to the series that has been composed by the members of the team is created with a sense of the mashup um, experiment in mind, the idea of multiple musical genres coming together to create something new. So let's talk more specifically about the tracks that you actually contributed. Let's go ahead and jump in with Little Big Planet 3. Uh, you, there's, even within the tracks that you contributed, there's variety. Can you talk about that? Yes. Um, 
It's this is actually the first time I've created music for the pod, which is the opening menus of the game. It's a very iconic area of the Little Big Planet game, and I was quite honored to be asked to create that music because it's such a signature for a Little Big Planet experience. It's where you launch on your adventures. Yeah, and I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was going to like elaborate a little bit on that. When the game first starts out, your little character pops up. In in this little room called the pod. And this is where you decide where you're going to go from there. But you can spend all kinds of time in the pod decorating your character. You can decorate the walls and the floor in the pod. So it's music that you hear a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. It does define the emotional energy of the beginning of your experience. And I think for the team uh, at um, Sumo Digital and Sony Europe, they were very conscious of the idea of encouraging a sense of childlike fun and wonder. abandoning all of the inhibitions that might prevent you from just scampering off into their adventure and becoming creative with their tools. So I was very much aware of that spirit when I was composing music for the pod. You want to put people at ease so that they feel uh, just free to be themselves within the world of Little Big Planet. Yes. And when you say childlike sense of wonder, can can you be more specific about the kinds of maybe sounds you might incorporate to create that childlike sense of wonder? Well, actually, we had an image that we were all concentrating on. The, the audio team um, who was giving me the brief for this track and myself, when we were having our conversations, we were talking about the idea of looking up at a starry sky and feeling that sense of being very, very small in a very beautiful and just difficult to understand world of... Uh, just being able to stretch out your imagination amongst all of those glittering points of light. And so for me, what that meant musically was that I needed to create a sense of awe and wonder. And I used choir quite a bit to create that feeling of that very calm and gentle, uh, non-vibrato, flowing choir. into the idea of being awed by something larger than yourself and feeling very, very small. And then I also used lots of glittering and um, diffuse sounds. Uh, Glockenspiel was quite prevalent. Uh, Celeste was very important. Lot harp, 
um, things that that glittered and glowed and could create a sense of structure, but also feel extremely gentle and welcoming. That was very important to me in creating the music for this um, this initial experience, the idea of lying on your back and looking up at the stars. But of course, that had to be combined with some of the musical textures that had been prevalent in earlier Little Big Planet games. The pod music typically has a kind of eccentric, wacky quality to it. There are lots of little synth sounds that feel uh, humorous and and oddball, and that also really needed to be a part of this musical experience at the beginning of Little Big Planet Three, because you do need to feel as though you're being welcomed into the same world. What kinds of instruments were you able to? Did did you use any live instruments, or was this sample based music? Well, the choir was live. And this was a woman's choir, right? Uh, yes, it actually was uh, me. I tend to, uh, when I use women's choir, I t- sing the parts myself. So I overdub my voice into the women's choir. I wondered that. It's not like it was obvious or anything, but it just occurred to me. I'm like, well, if she's a good singer, she could just do this herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am classically trained as a um, in, in classical voice, so it's something that I bring to a lot of my practice. Projects. I sang lead vocals and choir vocals for Assassin's Creed Liberation, for the Da Vinci Code, for God of War. so many different things from being very um, intimate and personal to being epic and impactful. So it ha- it's something that has to be approached sensitively. Well, it's used very effectively in Little Big Planet 3 and in the piece that you won the award for, right? Yes. Um, it, that's called the Ziggurat theme. It, and in a lot of ways, that was a very ambitious track for me. Uh, it, there's a little bit of a story behind it because the first track that I composed for the Little Big Planet franchise was called Victoria's Lab, and that was for Little Big Planet 2. And that track, it, it's a kind of a, a combination between some Baroque elements and some rock elements and uh, lots of little circus sounding instruments. It's a very bizarre track, but it's a lot of fun. And one of the things that um, is important about it is a section that's called a fugato, which is kind of a a counterpoint composition in which melody lines seem to echo each other and then spin off into different directions, lots of little complex counterpoint um, relationships. So that was something I did for Victoria's Lab. It was a short section of the piece. 
Um, and it just seemed to create a lot of positive reaction from the Little Big Planet community. I noticed people really focused on this track and really enjoyed that aspect of it. So when I was brought in to do music for Little Big Planet 3, I thought I'd love to take that aspect of what made the Victoria's Lab track work and expand upon it and do a full-fledged fugue this time. Really just, you know, see how far I could go with it. So that's what Ziggurat is. The Ziggurat theme is a full-fledged fugue. It's written for 18 Voice Choir, and it just spins out with this sort of engine mentality. The thing that's great about the Baroque fugue is that it has this momentum that just keeps going. There's a rhythm that really carries you along. seeing the game community get involved with the music. That's one of the things that's so interesting about composing for Little Big Planet 3. The music then becomes available to the players when they create their own levels. That's right. Let's talk, let's be more specific about that because I play the game. I know what you mean, but can you explain that? Oh, it's fantastic. When a player completes a level, they are essentially collecting prizes along the way, these little prize bubbles. And amongst the prizes they can collect are the music tracks that were a part of the level they just played. Now, each interactive piece of music in the game consists of six layers that play simultaneously. You just think about it like six recordings that you start at the same moment and are perfectly synced and playing together, but each one has different content. And altogether, they form the final composition. But each one of those recordings can be turned on and off or have their levels adjusted. And that changes the way the music sounds as you listen to it. So that gives the game development team the option of allowing the music to react to what the player is doing at any given time. That makes the music so much fun and it feels like it's a partner in the player's adventure. But when the player gets a chance to collect that music and then create their own levels, then they have all six of those layers freely available to them to manipulate and to trigger whenever they want to mix together in different volume relationships. And that's a lot of fun for me because I don't think this is true of any other video game that you could see how the player would use your music in in their own imagination, how they would implement it into their own game. I've seen music that I wrote for, for example, for um, Little Big Planet Toy Story and Little Big Planet Cross Controller. I've seen that music implemented into new levels that were created using Little Big Planet 3, <laughs> yeah, which is so great. just finished writing a book. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, that was really an amazing experience. Uh, I 
I started writing it about two years ago. I just finished actually with uh, Little Big Planet Vita. And um, so it, it was, an, again, another complex project with a lot of interactive music in it. And getting finished with that, you know, you sort of want to breathe a sigh of relief and say, oh, okay. I'm done with that. And uh, my music producer, Winnie Waldron, uh, she suggested to me that maybe I might want to write a book about what I do as a composer for games, uh, just because we had come through this big project. And she started to think that maybe I had something I could say about it. So um, it, the, the idea stuck in my head, but I didn't really get serious about it for a while, because the idea of writing a book seemed sort of foreign to me. It was It's a big project, yeah. And, and you sort of have to look at yourself and say, I have something important important to say in order to embrace the idea <laughs> of writing a book, which wasn't something I was ready to say about myself then. <laughs> but eventually, I kind of came around to the idea that I've been in um, game development now for about 11 years. And I've done a lot of projects. So I think I just started to realize that maybe I had something I could share that I could offer. I really started to get excited about writing it. And fortunately, the MIT Press got excited about my idea for this book and supported me through it and um, really gave me a lot of feedback. And uh, they were tremendously helpful to me in writing this book. So what is your musical voice? If, if you had to describe the kind of music, let's say if you were just writing music for the sake of writing music, what would it sound like? I've always been a very rhythmic composer. Rhythm really draws me and pulls me. I have been inspired by um, rhythmic minimalist composers like Steve Reich, uh, such marvelous hypnotic rhythms that draw you in and create a sense of momentum. That fascinates me, those sorts of relationships, how complex and interesting that can be. As a, as a girl, I was a percussionist. I played mallets in school, and I, I loved that sort of of. Um, experience as a musician to drive the the ensemble from my section in the percussion section to be able to feel like I was a part of that engine. That was marvelous for me. So I'm always thinking about the rhythmic aspects of music. Well, it has been so nice to speak with you and get to know you a little more and hear all about your music. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks, Emily. This was really great. And thank you for inviting me. It was a privilege to be a part of your excellent program. Thanks for listening to Top Score. You can learn more about composer Winifred Phillips, and you can see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Patak. Mark Hintz mixes each episode. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. Follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese. Thank you.